Joining me on the line right now is Dr John Boffer. Um, let me just make sure I've got the line lined up there. Good morning to you, Dr Boffer. Good morning. Now, Dr Boffer, there has been two additional COVID-19 deaths in the Northern Territory, um, which you say have not been reported by the government. Um, can you tell us what's gone on? Look, one of them has been reported by the government and one, one hasn't. But what the, the key issue is they haven't been recognised as COVID-19 deaths. Um, and that is, it matters. So in a pandemic, one of the central pillars of effective pandemic control is quality data and good data. There is a national definition agreed by the Communicable Disease Network of Australia what a COVID-19 death is. And basically it's common sense. Most people would accept that if someone's in the acute phase of a COVID infection and they die, it is a COVID-19 death unless there's a clear cause that can't be attributed to the COVID. So, for example, if someone who's COVID positive gets knocked over by a truck and dies because of that trauma, that's not a COVID death. But if someone with COVID-19 has a heart attack or a stroke or dies of heart failure or pre-existing conditions while they've got the COVID, that is a COVID-19 death. That's the accepted standard nationally. It's what all states and territories have been using up to now. That's accepted internationally. It's, it's really important that we, we abide by those those rules. And Dr Boffer, is is that the case because the COVID, like because having COVID um, has contributed to them then, uh, you know, potentially having that heart attack or having that stroke? Yeah, absolutely. So look, if we take the UK, for example, they've done a study of 500,000 COVID deaths. And of those, only 18,000 were COVID alone, directly caused by COVID. All the others, COVID caused another um, condition which caused the death. So what happens in the acute phase of a COVID infection, you have a massive immunological response, you have a massive inflammatory response. We know that inflammation, acute inflammation, causes heart attacks, causes strokes. And this sort of response causes someone with pre-existing heart failure to what we call decompensate. So they end up with acute or fulminant heart failure. So the ultimate cause of death might be a heart attack. It might be a stroke. It might be acute heart failure, but it's been caused by COVID. So that's what happens in, in a COVID situation. The national definition accepts that. And I'm pleased to say I've had a conversation with the health minister Natasha Files this morning. She accepts that. And she, she understands now the process. It is really important how this occurs. We need to include the CHOS office in this assessment and not just clinicians on the ground. Mm. Clinicians on the ground can get this wrong. So there needs, it's really important that we get it right. And in fact, the Northern Territory has now had, tragically, four COVID-related deaths. Now, I don't want to overstate that. We've had more than 4,000 cases of, co- yeah. of covid and we've, we've had four deaths. So that's, that's a small number compared to what we would have had. That's because vaccination is highly effective at preventing death from COVID. And so, the majority of vaccinated people and young people will have a mild illness. But for the unvaccinated population, COVID, even Omicron, is still a potentially deadly disease. It's as deadly as the initial COVID strain, well, the initial COVID um, strain that came out of Wuhan. It's the same level of that. It's not quite as deadly as Delta, It's still a very deadly virus if you're unvaccinated or not fully protected by vaccination. So, Dr Boffer, with the four COVID-related deaths that we've had in the Northern Territory, have they been vaccinated? Um, The vaccination status of these people has only been partly revealed. That's the duty of the CHO's office. I'm not going to breach confidentiality by talking about that. But Mm -hmm. the CHO, I think, I understand even today in the press comments, will 
make that clear. It is what shows all around the country have been doing, talking about deaths in terms of vaccination status. So they unvaccinated, one dose, two dose boosted. It really matters yeah. because that data really matters. It really make, it brings the point home. If, and we know it's really clear. It makes a huge difference. If you're unvaccinated and you get Omicron and you're over 70, the mortality rate's about 3.5% in Australia. That's very significant. If you're fully vaccinated and boosted, that drops by more than tenfold, you, 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 even close to twentyfold. So you're very protected with vaccination compared to not being vaccinated. Dr Boffer, um, I, I know that there'll be some yep. people listening this morning who sit on the other side of the fence and they'll be thinking to themselves, um, you know, should we actually be saying that people have, have passed away as a result of COVID if indeed they've had a heart attack or a stroke? Oh, look, I think, it, well, then we need to expose people then need to get and understand how most people actually die with this disease. It's not COVID itself that directly kills people. In the vast majority of cases, COVID aggravates a pre-existing underlying condition. That's why well people without underlying conditions do so much better than people with underlying conditions. That's how it actually happens. And so, you know, COVID day four, day five causes heart attacks. It causes arrhythmias. You know, heart, the heart stops beating properly. It causes strokes. It causes these other conditions in the acute phase of the illness. That If we only counted direct deaths caused by COVID, as I just said, in England, you'd have 18,000 instead of 500,000. So you can see what sort of difference it makes. So it'll make the numbers look good. It'll make it look like COVID hardly kills anybody. But that's not the reality. COVID, the, what people need to understand is, would this person have died if they didn't get COVID? And if the answer to that is, if the answer is the only reason they've died is because they got COVID, that has to be counted as a COVID death. Otherwise, we have um, data that's inaccurate and it won't help us in planning the response or understanding how severe the illness is. Now, Dr Boffa, um, so you said that they are going to actually change, um, you know, change this and you're expecting that they're going to make an announcement at the press conference today. Uh, why, in your opinion, is that so important? Oh, look, I think we need to we need to get the balance right. On the one hand, we don't want to catastrophise, as I think the police commissioner said, no-one wants to do that. We want to make it really clear that for vaccinated people and young people, this will be a mild illness. But on the other hand, we don't want to trivialise either because if we want the unvaccinated people to get vaccinated and we want everyone to get boosted, we have to be honest and accurate in our reporting of deaths because obviously... People out there are concerned about premature death, as they should be, and it can be avoided and prevented with vaccination. But if we don't get data right and we don't use the, um, each death when it occurs to highlight the importance of prevention and vaccination and other measures to protect yourself, then we're not really helping people take responsibility themselves to actually get us out of this pandemic. We've seen it all over the country. Chief health officers... You, um, talking about the deaths and talking about deaths in relation to vaccination status, that is important because it is a common good uh, message that they're giving and they're doing it for good reason. We're not talking about names, we're not talking about people that can be identified, but we are talking about those really key characteristics which have an impact on public health 
and the the good the common good approach to the to the to pandemic. Well, Dr. John Boffer, uh, we really appreciate your time this morning. Always do, of course. Uh, speaking to us this morning as the top doctor at the Central Australian Aboriginal Health Congress. Um, thank you very much for your time today. How are things going in Alice at the moment? Oh, look, we've got a lot of rain. We've got a lot of remote communities cut off right at a time when they've got a lot of COVID. Planes can't land. It is complicating everything. We've got an awful lot of COVID. It's spreading everywhere very quickly. We've been able to slow it down in effectively in some places, and this new lock-in strategy is also really helping. So, you know, vaccination, masks, lock-ins, restricting movement, all these things are helping to slow it down. But it is everywhere, and... You know, unfortunately, the more widespread it is, the more this virus will find the people who aren't vaccinated. And they're the people we're most worried about. And are you confident that the health system down there, particularly the hospital, is able to cope with those additional cases? Look, the hospital's doing a very good job at the moment of coping um, and the ICU capacity is not any, it's not at its limit. So we are coping very well. At, at, well, coping without elective surgery and with a lot of mm. services cut i should say so but we are coping but as you know case numbers continue to rise and hospitalizations continue to rise we have to watch that now the government have, are bringing in this new measure to to have lock-ins in regions in remote areas so people stop moving in and out of town for a few weeks so slow down movement that will really help to slow down the rate of spread which is what we want to do we want to slow it down it, you know we're in this stage of containment and in fact management to a large extent now, but we just want to slow it down and, and hopefully that'll start to happen in the coming days or even weeks so the numbers don't stay as high as they've been. Well, Dr John Boffer, thank you very much for your time this morning. No doubt we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.